Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It is Friday, June 25th, and we had a wild week of baseball. Honestly, it was a wild one. It's a good one. Hello Let's and talk welcome to Talking oh, Baseball. Oh, Echo! 20- hey We played through it, Trev. No one even noticed. My bad. To the Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball presented by DraftKings. Thank you very much for joining us today. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake Trevor Plouffe in California and producer BBD in the corner. And this episode is also brought to you by our most recent patrons, Ben Grow, Cameron Rochelle, Alex Moses, Brett Savelle. Or Savel. Mm. Zach Showitz or Shiowitz. Mm. Carmen Trifero and Rajon Samra? Rahan Samra? Mm. God, that's a tough one at the end. I apologize. I think it's more like a J. Like a Rajon. Rajon. Like Dijon, like a, like a Dijon, but okay. Rajon. Samara. That's my guess. Samra. Well, thank you to our most recent patrons. We appreciate you very much. Thank you very much for the support. And uh, my bad on the Echo intro. That's my bad. I don't want people thinking that was BBD's fault. It was mine. Jake, how are you doing? James, Trevor. Big Baby David, everyone in the chat. Everyone listen to this. Hope you're doing well. Baseball is the hottest in the streets. We had the hottest night of regular season baseball in my lifetime uh, on Tuesday night. Wild. We got uh, pitchers just showing dick on the mound. Literally. I mean, we talk about it, and then it literally happened. There There was a genuine moment. This is not a joke. I make a lot of dumb jokes, and I continue to. There was a second on Tuesday night where I thought I might actually be dreaming. When Romo dropped Trout and Wander Show and all of it, I genuinely thought dream or simulation. Like, I started questioning things. I tried thinking of stuff to see if it would happen next. It didn't. Turned out I was just awake. We all were. Um, but baseball was hot in the streets. I'm excited to chop it up with you lads. Big weekend for me and Joms. Yanks this weekend with the Sox coming up. That'll be a hot takes on Monday. Uh, but for now, excited to yuck it up with you boys. And a uh, uh, special episode we're dedicating to uh, BBD's grandma. She, uh, we're sending our well wishes. Uh, she hurt her pitch and shoulder. But uh, we uh, we love her. And... She's going to be 100 soon, so shout out. Shout out, Grammy. Shout out. Is she coming up on 100, or is Jake just making things up? No, she just turned 88 in March. I'm t- on the gun. <clears throat> she's going to be 100%, oh, 100% oh, okay, okay. is what we're talking about. Yes, yes. Yeah. You want to do the Not sure of the timeline on that. Baseball do the show. Norm we're Mc- working on the it. The Norm McDonald joke about well-wishers? If you want, you, you teed it up. No. Okay, go Google Norm Macdonald roast if you're looking for some laughs today. Trev, Jake, speaking of you have roasted, a lot of well wishers here tonight. Yeah, 
And a lot of people, I would like to throw you down one. A well. That's my favorite, Norm MacDonald. Uh, it's five minutes. Dino Trev, what's up, dude? Do I need to come save the show already? Is that yeah. what's happening? Dude, according to Inc.com, you're kind of the show's biggest derailer. I think that's true. Um, <laughs> at least that's what the... What's his name? Kevin? Kevin, Kevin said Kevin. about me. Yes. I'm a little self-conscious right now because I just realized I'm wearing a talking baseball hat on talking baseball. Mm. And that's like, you know, you can't go to a rock show with like the band of your, like a, the band that's playing, you can't have a t-shirt on of the band. Yeah, but that's it's baseball. It. You can wear a base, like the yeah. team, you know, you know, Yankees players wear Yankees hats. Not off Big the facts. field. But don't. you're not off the field. You're on. You're the field in between right the lines now. right you're, now. You're, I guess. I guess you're right. You I guess you're right. I had a big. On. I had a big morning today. I had to go to CVS to get some lice removal, uh, or lice removal kits. We found uh, that Teddy might have some lice, so we just pre- uh, preemptively did it for him. He's going to a summer camp now, mm. so you know the kids are disgusting. Kids yeah. are. Thanks disgusting. for calling me, Teddy. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I got a nice Starbucks coffee here, which I never, which I never do. Nice. Feeling pretty good. Besides my hat. Excited. It's a nice hat. It's good. It is a nice hat. Be excited about your nice hat. hat. BBD, how are you? Uh, okay. 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 That's fair. It's fair. James. Yeah. I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm doing well. We uh we have a half day today, so I'm excited about that. Summer well, Fridays. Half day in the office. I'm gonna half day in the office. I'm going home to work. <laughs> I told Katie I was working all night, so I guess I don't really have a half day. Half day in the office. Yank socks, let's go. Yank socks tonight. Best excited about that. Sports. Baseball. There was a lot of topics that we'll co- we'll uh, cover along the way, but yeah, it was a uh, one of the wildest days in baseball. And then uh, some more big stories kept happening. So I'm excited to talk all about it. Oops. Over the monster. Second deck at Yankee Stadium. Hello. Home run champ. Trev, you're the National League presenter today, correct? Completely wrong. I am not. Nope. Jake is. You just made fun of me for the... You've been slumping on that lately. We might have to add you to slump watch. I know it before the show. And then when I get in between the lines, I botch it. You're thinking about it too much. You just got to trust yourself. Because I knew Trev had a lot of teams. Right. So then I was like trying to, uh, oh. It's okay. Yeah. Um, also, nothing. Okay. Hey. Do we have any ads? Hey, everyone go smash I just that ask like on button. Air. I was going to mute myself and ask you. I, was just, I just sent you a Slack. I didn't explicitly tell you this, but no. Okay. Huge. I should have said it before. Okay, that's why I, didn't I was forget really to up. We're going to the All-Star game in Denver. This NL recap by Jake is brought to you by uh, John Boy Media goes to the All-Star game. The whole crew is going to be there, all the baseball people. Jake, Trev, you have your hand up or are you celebrating? I'm celebrating. Celebrating, Happy. okay, yeah. Confuses a lot of teachers when you're celebrating in class. Jake, you're up. Huge. Go, uh, All-Star game. Denver. See you in Denver. July Watch. 13th, Watch Tuesday. Party. What happened in the NL? The National League, we had a big boy series, fellas. Fellas, late night. Dodgers at Padres. Grab your brooms. The fathers are back. The Padres sweep the Dodgers three at home. Oh, boy. We're doing it in the NL best. 
Darvish Snell in Musgrove versus Urias Kershaw Bauer. This was a real one, fellas. Manny Machado was all over the field making big plays. Welcome to the Crone Zone. Jake Cronenworth doing it. Belly came back, uh, but he's still getting ready, and Seager should be back soon. Padres sweep the Dodgers for the first time since April 2013. First time at home since 2010, people. That's over a decade. Father up. Boy, did they need that. BBD's Phillies get swept by Poppy Gordo's Nationals. Natitude season, boys? It's just sweat. Scherzer outduels Wheeler 3-2 in the first game. And then we had a chaotic second game, 13-12. This game was all over the chart. Everyone was tweeting out the win probability chart. It's up, it's down, it's yes, it's no. Girardi, go check out the breakdown on that. Thought he was going for Scherzer. Actually, old friend K-Long. Getting the business you from go, K-Long? a lot of energy. How about Bryce Harper, two homers? How's your burger Schwarbo season? We'll talk about that at some point. Mets and Braves split. Ooh, we like winning series. Uh, this included a doubleheader. Mets starting to make up their game. So, hey, maybe that's good for them. Survive. Survive. Jeff McNeil, he returns from the aisle. Flying Squirrel, he likes to slap it around a little bit. Four hits in this series. Max Freed expected to re- return. Trevor Tex, we'll ask about that in a minute. And Brandon Nimmo supposed to come back soon. Uh, the Salt Man, Charlie Morton, he had a really nice start. Talk about that a little bit. Sinkers, Brewers at D-backs. Jake Snakes versus Jake's Brew Crew. This was a tough one for me. I got to be honest with you. The result that needed to happen, happened. Brewers take two out of three. D-backs take the first one. Let's go. End some streaks with that. Brew Crew, Freddie Peralta, man. That's a name you got to start knowing. They win the second game 5-0, and then they take the rubber match. Uh, Offenses struggle a little bit in this series. Uh, We saw a glove confiscated during Fever Dream, crazy night of regular season baseball. Peralta's glove was too light. Uh, Good way to piss him off. Ooh, Yelly Bomb. I feel like we haven't heard enough about that. Vogie goes to the I.L. We hate it, we hate it, we hate it. And that's what's going on in the National League. Wow, 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 wow. Good job, Jake. Mm -hmm. Great job by you. Uh, Where do you want to start? What stands out to you, obviously, if it was me, yeah, it's the Padres. I think it's Padres-Dodgers, guys. Padres have two sweeps in a row, four-game sweep of the Reds, three-game sweep of the Dodgers. They're feeling good. Machado's making plays all over the field. Yeah, It's reading that it might be his best defensive season this far. And uh, Roberts comes out, says he hates the shift mm. now. <laughs> they shift so much. I know. Well, I did a I, I did a sequence episode on Machado doing that shift. Like normally he's just doing the regular shift, but then every once in a while they'll they'll put him back where he's basically a right fielder. And I did an episode where that saved a a game where a ball came off the wall that Will Myers um, didn't catch, and he was right there. And it's like, why the fuck is the third baseman in right field? But it worked for them in this series. I mean, that ball he almost caught out there was it was insane. He's a monster. Crazy to watch him do that. He's a monster. I mean, we we forget about about him a little bit because of that Tatis guy, but um, I mean, he's still he's twenty eight. He turns twenty nine July six. So get ready for that. Happy Fourth of July 
to Manny Machado. This was huge for the Padres. Uh, you know, we've, we've been lightly checking the standings. It's, it's the time of the season where the standings are getting more real with the trade deadline approaching. Padres had to get hot a little bit. Dodgers and Giants put a little separation between the fathers, as Jimmy mentioned. They get their sweep on, uh, and now they are tied with the Dodgers. And look who's four and a half games up in the NL West, your San Francisco Giants. Dude, they just keep winning. <laughs> it's insanity. Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, good for the Padres. Good for the Dodgers. Those games are going to be electric uh, the rest of the year. And... <laughs> Giants might just trickle through the whole time. The Padres? Now, I am not tuned in to Padres talk. And I'm scared of the fan base because they're the most pissy fan base out there. But it's intimidating. Is it's gotta mm. be something there's gotta be some like half half baked, half serious, half joking theory of like they do the reopening day. This team was so good last year, and they didn't have fans. The fans were standing in the streets celebrating for the team as they got on the bus. They couldn't get in the building to cheer these guys on since they've been like this Tatis swag show. And now they finally get fans, and they are undefeated with a, with a crowd. Mm. They have one more home series left. It would be so cool if they sweep the D-backs, and that's kind of a narrative. And, like, since the Padres have given back to the fan base, they're undefeated. Because the energy for all those games is crazy. Awesome. Awesome. Get back to being America's team, right? And I don't know if they just show young kids, but when I flip through the Dodgers-Padgers games, it's a bunch of young kids. Maybe that just might be the broadcast, but it's a bunch of young kids all with the same exact haircut, all in Padres uniforms, (laughs) celebrating. And I'm like, they might have the youth. That's a young fan base. This is the thing about San Diego, though, that they don't have other pro sports there anymore. Like, the Padres is the only show in town. They don't have a hockey team. They got rid of their football team. They don't have a basketball team. Same with Oakland, but you're not going to see that place packed because it's a dump. Oh, no, Oakland is so close to San Francisco. Like, there's there's teams there that you can go see. I mean, San Diego is pretty close to L.A. It's not close to L.A. It's three hours from L.A. Oakland, if they were well run and getting a new stadium, should be. Print out the San Diego Padres model, copy and paste. Yeah, because you're you're right, Trev. I that, I think that's that's a good thing. If San Diego becomes a baseball town, beautiful San Diego. Now we're talking, babe. Orsillo yeah, did it's, it right. It's it's a it's it's the perfect storm for to be a baseball town. Southern California baseball is pretty prominent down there or around here, and then like I said, all the teams left. Or the one, I guess the only one team, there's only ever a football team. There was never a basketball team. There's never a hockey team. I don't know if there's a soccer team. I don't think so. Wow. So here they are, man. And they have a good team. I think that's the most important thing. Yes. They were crappy. That's what I hear from my buddies from San Diego. It's like, man, we were so bad for so long. It's They're, they're so excited to have something to root for. And you see it every night. I don't know. The same haircut thing. What, what kind of haircut are you looking at, man? Everyone's got somewhat curly hair. Behind the the hat, and then they all have a hat on, and they all have like a dusty brown hair, and they all look the same. It's like a light. It's like a sun striped brown hair. Like I bet in the if they came for a northeast winter, they'd have dark hair. But down there, my brother does this in the summer. His hair turns like light brown. I think they're all using sun in and wearing the same hats and molding oh molding the back of their hair. And Dan kind of looks like a Padres. No, fan who right kind? No. 
I'm trying to think of the best examples. There, there's a few NBA guys like Lamelo Ball kind of did it to a big degree. Um, yeah. Oh, that's just the youth haircut now. Yeah, that's the that's one you're talking Jim's about saying. where they poof it all up here, and then it's you get a little extra here. flavor up top. Yeah. Yeah. It almost looks Those like guys the, the same show five that. kids like that they just superimpose every time they do a close-in shot. Okay. Be gone in a year. It's awesome. Yeah. Every time they show the crowd at Padres game, it's like electric. It's electric. Do, 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 do. And Melanson's the saves leader. He picks up four saves Hot. in the last like five games or whatever. Hot. Blows my mind. 36-year-old Mark Melanson leading the league in saves and got like four in the last five days. Hot boy summer. Um, Trev, let's see. I think... Yankees I think fan. I may. I think I might. I'm not hating on the haircut, Jeremy. Just to let you know. It's just. It's. I'm just pointing out that it 2021 exists. 2021 kids haircut season. Yeah. Oh, I don't like the haircut. I'll say I hate it. Okay. it like the perm thing. Drew Butera did yes. it. Yes. Uh, Zach Wiesack did it. Yes. It's the Patrick Mahomes cut. Yes, Trevor. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, will try hard for me. Like if you have to try hard to do it, you shouldn't do it. I guess that's my point. I think the other team that is currently grabbing the conversation of the NL series are the Nationals. Uh, Holy Toledo, Trev. Trev's pumping the brakes on me a little bit, but this is a segment where we talk about the series. So uh, they're back to 536-36. Could be an award later. I don't know. It could be. We're not sure. Could be. We'll see. I'm not sure. You guys got to stop giving awards to full teams. Jake did it, yes, last episode, and now you're doing that. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. All right. Well, then we can talk First about the Nationals all, as a team. Not. What do Nationals you want to talk about, Trev? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I got some stuff to say that we're probably going to double up on. I don't want to do that to our chat and the fans that are listening to this show, okay? Awesome. But, yes, incredible series the nationals are doing it they're back reminiscent of what 2019 mm. just don't talk about schwarber too much that's all i'm saying okay. okay there you go you know who's been playing a decent ball jake your rockies when they're at home they're a great team yeah uh, i think since uh stories come back they have a winning record he also helps i think they're six and three or something like that but they're uh, like buyers, 500. Buyers at the deadline? Yeah. people Are, are we going to talk about saying, them during the IL recap? Because that's... The IL has so much. Let's just... I'll do the AL real rolling, quick. Get rolling, kid. I'll do the AL because the AL's kind of got nothing. There were so many interleague series. Here we go. The Astros went to Baltimore and absolutely kicked the Orioles' asses. They extend their winning streak to 10 games. Parentheses, it's now 11. They started the next series yesterday, and they won that game. But Odorizzi has another good start. Doesn't go uh, that deep into the game, but really good. Granke has a great start. Or Kitty has a great start. The Astros starting pitchers had a 0-4-7 ERA. The relief pitchers were even better. Orioles pitchers, 8-16 ERA. Jeez, and 7-11 in the bullpen. Uh, the Astros come took a combined no-hitter into the eighth inning. Uh, or Kitty then had seven shutout innings. Bregman still isn't playing, but he's two weeks away. The Astros' offense absolutely explodes. They had a 336 
batting average this series and a 418 on base percentage. They hit six home runs. That's one of the best, not one of, currently the best team in the AL beating up on one of the worst teams and doing it soundly. The Royals came to the Bronx to take, uh, to play the Yankees. They lose game, they won game one. Cole on the bump versus the Royals. They come back and win it. Johnny Lasagna blows it for the Yanks. But the Yankees come back and win it in game two with some big home runs by Arugned Odor and Gary Sanchez. In game three, the rubber match, Jamison Tyone has his first good start in a while. 6.1 innings pitch, one earned run. Gary Sanchez hits another homer. Luke Voigt made his return and hit really well in this series. Judge also had some good stuff going on. So the Yankees take two out of three from the Royals. Needed that. The Red Sox went down to Tampa to play the Rays and lost two out of three. Rays win the series. Even though the Red Sox won game one, which went into extra innings, and the Sox put up, put up four in the 11th inning to win nine to five. Game two, the Rays won easily, and game three was wild. They had a no-hitter on one side. We had barely any hits. We had a bunch of walks. We had outs at the plate. We had pickoffs. And the Rays win after Margot steals second, advances to third on an error, and then scores on a wild pitch, which was also a swinging strike. So the Rays take that series. The A's and the Rangers played four games, and they split, which is boring. Very boring. Gibby had a good start. I think Montes didn't. I think he had an awful start. Uh, The Rangers hit, which is good. Eli White had eight hits with a home run. Willie Calhoun had six hits. Adelise Garcia, I feel like we haven't heard his name in a while. He had two home runs. Bassett, seven innings pitched, one earned run in game four. And Romo dropped his pants when the umps checked for substances in game two. And that's all you have in the AL. There's a lot of IL. So if we just want to kind of talk quickly about some of these teams, we can. Um, But the IL's got a lot of the action the Yankees needed to beat the Royals. They did. Um, still, we still. This Red Sox series could put the Yankees right back to like bad times and out of it. So it's a big weekend coming up, and for the Red Sox as well because they just lost a series to the Rays, uh, which was cool. The Wander Show was happening. Game three was wild. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything on uh, Oakland and Texas or Houston and uh, Baltimore. Houston's so scary. Houston looks like the best team in the big leagues right now. For sure. They've won 11 in a row. Their offense, they don't even have Bregman. It's so deep. And their starters are just like Odorizzi now being a pitcher and like pitching well for them. It's just, man. You you just mentioned their offense is ridiculous. Their pitching has been great both sides of the ball, starters and relievers. They could use another reliever, but they've still been good. And also, their defense is like second best in the league if you're going by defensive run saves. They they are literally firing on all cylinders. I love when teams go on stretches like this. And sometimes it doesn't equate to run, uh, wins. But this one definitely has. And they're just they're going and they're going and they're going. And man, like it's... I can't tell if I actually like love the story of this redemption for them where it's like they're not banging on a trash can anymore people still say oh they're still cheating it's like no they're not cheating they're just really good they didn't have to use that stupid freaking system i wish that never happened because 
they were a, a beloved team throughout baseball. And they're never going to get that back. Even when they're playing this good and they're this fucking fun to watch, nobody like they're not the darling of the MLB anymore. They never will be again because of what happened. But they're playing like it. It's fun to watch. And I, I think this could be the start of something for the Astros because they have Detroit and Baltimore as their next two series. So this team is poised to go into the All-Star break. They finish at Cleveland and then hosting Oakland and the Yankees. <laughs> I It's looking like with Baltimore and Detroit coming up, I, I think one of the stories at All-Star Weekend that we'll all be at and discussing stuff is the Astros could be the best team in baseball. Um, they are right now. They might be then. And like you said, Trevor, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's like they have bonus starting pitching that you just don't hear teams t- ever I, talk can about. Can I tell you about the starting pitching? Please. A little bit. In the, in the last five times through the rotation, the last five times, so you're talking about 25 starts, math, mm. um, they have a collective. It's a lot of starts we're talking about here. Sure. 255 ERA. How nuts is that? It's lights out. That's Luis Garcia, Zach Granke, Jose Urquidy, Framber Valdez, and Odorizzi. Garcia has six starts, and Odorizzi has four. The other three have five, but it's five times to the rotation. A two five five ERA. That's like uh, you know having a Cy Young pitcher throw every start. Every start. Not bad. A Cy Young pitcher throw every start for the last 30 days. <laughs> it's a good feeling. <laughs> That's so crazy. Feeling. And, hey – Good for them, you know, talking about some of the lesser teams, Orioles, Tigers, stuff like that. Good. They also That's have... That's a trait of good teams is that, rolling up on the bad ones. In the last 30 days, the Astros offense also has eight players with a 830 or above OPS. So you're getting a Cy Young outing from a pitcher every night and a close to all-star. Yeah, borderline all-star. Borderline all-star. Outfielder. Yeah, eight eight. Eight deep borderline all-star at the plate. I mean, four of them have a one-dot OPS in the last 30 days. So you're getting four MVPs MVPs in the last 30 days. And then two of them have 9-6, 9-4. So that's definitely all-star. So, I mean, that's a... Last 30 days, that's the impressive, impressive baseball from the Astros. Love it. Houston, um... Man, the Yankees, you know, it's the Royals. They win two out of three. They're fighting. A lot of come-from-behind wins. Uh, Luke Voigt is back, which feels big. Gary Sanchez has been raking. Like Jim said, I mean, it's a Boston and Yankees series, so they can – either team can be devastated by the outcome this weekend. Boston can really be reeled in if the Yankees have a good series and their good start – isn't out the window, but it just comes into frame how much, how long a baseball season is. And if the Yankees get rolled up on by the Sox, uh, we will be back down in the dumps. So tune in for that. Um, excited to see. Red Sox raise. They were button heads down in Tampa, like you mentioned, Jim. That wild last game. Wander's debut. Extra innings. Um, that was uh, Joe's McFly posed a good one on, on the final game of the series. Like, who do we want to win or lose? And it's kind of a sick Yankees question I didn't know Didn't know um, Athletics, Rangers Ooh, kind of don't care right now Sorry uh, Good for the Rangers for Love Gibby For, for 
tying it up. But uh, the A's on a like A's are kind of fine with splitting at home. I think the Rangers also kind of fine with splitting at home. Unfortunately, uh, I think the A's. You know, what did they do? Road trip. I guess it's a road trip, but it's not. You know, that successful of a road trip. It's a losing road trip for them. So. I think, and now they go to now they go to San Francisco. So so far it's a losing road trip, and now they go play three against San Francisco, which they're home, they're in their beds, but technically it's a road trip. Little rival, so. rivalry weekend, huh? Mm-hmm. But if the A's, the A's are going to win ninety six games and have to play a wild card, like that's yeah, what's going to happen? It's going to suck. Oh, hey, Ooh. do the interleague, and then I'm going to do my Friday. This would be the playoffs right now update. Oh, which okay. we decided okay, I was going to do on Fridays, and I'm excited Huge. about it. Let me get, let me get there. And then BBD is going to be the stimulator okay. or simulator or both, depending on what stimulator. he wants to do. He's going to stimulate the simulation, and 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 he's going to play out the whole playoffs for us. Interleague. You ready, Trev? I'm ready. All we'll right. start out in Minnesota. The Reds came into town. They split this series one game apiece. The first one... 7-5 Twins. Sano walks it off. Hat versus Molly. Second game, 10-7 Reds. Miley versus Ober. The Twins slash 293 slug 524. The Reds hit well as hit good as well. Hit well as well. That's what I was gonna say. Doesn't sound right to me. Twins starting pitchers not so hot. The Reds did okay. Miley goes seven innings pitch, one earned running game two. The only starting pitcher on either team to complete five innings bad news for the twins buxton fractures his hand on an errant fastball and he's placed on the 10-day il they say it will not need surgery also randy dobb not placed on the 10-day il they split the series one to one moving on to detroit the cardinals go in and get swept by the tigers we haven't talked about that enough the cardinals have not been playing good baseball eight two tigers six two Tigers. The Cardinals did not hit. The Tigers hit pretty well. Scope had two home runs. Matt Manning earns his first career win and his second career start in game two. Edmund, Tommy Edmund, the only Cardinal with three hits in this series. Miguel Cabrera exits game one and sits game two with groin tightness and Turnbull not expected back until after the All-Star break. Good news for the Cardinals. Harrison Bader to begin rehab assignment. Cardinals get swept in Detroit. Moving on to Florida. The Blue Jays go into Marlins Stadium, whatever it's called, and they sweep them. 2-1 Blue Jays, 3-1 Blue Jays. Neither team hit really well. Both teams pitched well. Ray and Stripling both go six innings pitched, one earned run for the Jays. Romano, our guy, records two saves. Starling Marte, future Yankee, three hits and a home run, the only Marlin with multiple hits. Nate Pearson is going to get a fourth, not a second opinion, not a third opinion, but a fourth opinion on his strained right groin. Dickerson to remain in walking boot for three weeks before being reevaluated, and Coop, Cooper starts rehab assignment for the Marlins. They get swept by the Blue Jays. Moving on, the Indians go into Chicago, and they split the series. 4-0 Indians, Savale versus Alzole in game one, seven one Cubs, Hendricks versus Morgan for the split. Neither team really hit that well. Hendricks goes six shutout innings for the second straight start in game two. Has gone six plus innings in each of his last eight starts. Wilson Contreras, four hits with a homer and two doubles. Rafael Ortega, two hits 
is the only other Cub with multiple hits. Josh Naylor, three hits with a home run, and he's the only Indian with three hits. Like I said, neither team hit well at all. That series is split. Oh, yeah, and Aaron Savale leaves the start early, placed in the 10-day I.L. with a strained right middle finger. Give him the bird. He can't right now. They split the series. Anaheim brings in the Giants. Guess what the Giants do? They sweep because all they do is win freaking baseball games. 5-0 Giants. That's Escalfini versus Heaney. Oh, that's a fun one to say. Second game, 9-3 Giants in 13. That was Galson versus Otani. Giants starting pitchers, 6.64 ERA, and their relief pitchers threw eight shutout innings. Angels pitchers did not fare so well. East Calfini goes seven shutty. Gaussman goes seven innings with one earned run. He's the only Giants pitcher to give up an earned run. They scored seven runs in the 13th inning of game two, including Talkman with a three-run jack. He had five strikeouts before that. That's how you turn the day around, baby. Uh, the Giants are waiting on the MRI results, but a really good chance belt we placed on the IL. Upton exits game one and sits game two with back tightness. The Giants sweep. Moving on to Seattle, the Rockies go in and get a series split. Good for them. That's a win for the Rockies. 2-1 Mariners in game one, 5-2 Rockies in game two. Both offenses struggle. Both starting pitchers and relievers did okay. Marquez, eight innings pitched, one and run. Freeland, six innings pitched, one and run for the Rocks. Story with two homers. My guy, J.P. Crawford, is the only Mariner with multiple hits. He had three. Gray to return Friday for the Rocks. That's good for your Rocks, Jake. And ending the I.L., White Sox go into Pittsburgh, and they split the series. 6-3 Pirates, 4-3 White Sox. I don't really want to talk about anything because the song just ended. Let's talk IL baseball. Good, Great job, Trev. What a slog because um, I, don't, were you, I don't know if you were on the episode when Jake declared this or Rose was filling in for you, um, but I am in full agreement. Uh, Two-game interleague series absolutely suck. I don't give a shit about the results of a single one of these. I was trying to find ones that I think I care about. White Sox and Pirates split two games. Rockies and Mariners split two games. Giants sweep the Angels two games. Like, it would have been nice if the Angels could 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 split that, but Indians-Cubs split. Like, Blue Jays sweep, I got excited. I was like, wow, the Blue Jays really needed that, but it's only two games, so I don't care. And then the Cardinals, a lot of Cardinals fans asked me, are we dead because the Tigers sweeped us even though it was only two series? I said, no, you're not because two-game series don't mean anything. So this – I think – It's a bummer. The way you have to look at it is I believe these are all home and away two and two. Yeah, I think so – I believe you have to look at it like a four-game set overall yeah. maybe. It's the better way to do and it. And they lump off days around it. That was kind of the whole plan. Yeah, but, as a player, you like this. Right, but that's kind of what we're saying. Like if you're going to do this – it's meaningless. Like, I think even as a coach, you say, like, you know, these either are wrapped in off days or there's one off day attached. So it's kind of like your team takes three days off, which, yeah, I'm sure is really nice for the players, and they, they need to work on the off day system. I would even be more fine if these two-game sets weren't interleague. Like, if and, – and I think they have done that. But, like, if you – The fact that they're interleague. If you play your division team and, like, if you get a two-gamer, then that's kind of like, let's yeah. go. Like, we just got two games on yeah. a team in our division – it's just kind of a miss. I, th- I think the players like it because there's off days in front and behind, sure. and then a lot of guys get a day off, so they get three off days in a four-game stretch, and then there's like, it's more of a rest week than a results week. 
do yeah and it's fun to go to new cities you're seeing i like i like i like interleague because you see the different teams play each other like i want a i'm fine with interleague i just don't like the two game series yeah just like the the two game midweek interleague series are it's hard to like form an opinion about anything on them Jim, I do. I have a little bit of good news for you from that Blue Jays Marlins set. Hey, these are the two teams I said should trade. They should have just left bodies. Like Blue Jays trade some of your hittings for Marlins pitching. Uh, as the Yankees got the ship in the right direction, the Blue Jays have been a little bit of the forgotten team in the AL East. They got two nice starts: six innings pitch, one earned run from each of them. Stripling and Robbie Ray. Well, I think Robbie Ray's having like a season now. And um, they also had a good start from K. Uh, is that yesterday or is that the day before? I think it was yesterday. So it. Next episode, so, but hey, the, keep keep that going, Blue Jays. That's that's good for you. I guess it is against the fish who also have those arms. Uh, and then yeah, I mean my my eyes jump to Giants Angels just because uh, Angel fans were talking shit like a week and a half ago because they played nobody, and now you're three games under five hundred. You're two games back of the Mariners, and you've got the Rays and the Yanks coming up. Yeah, so. another thing that Jake said that I'm going to agree with him. Schedule shaming in baseball should be more prominent than it currently is. Like, Huge everyone says, you know, well, you well you can only play with on your schedule, and, and I understand that to be very true. But, yeah, Angels fans, there's like the Angels subreddit, like, hates me. So they're like, the Angels have won nine in a row, and it's like, well, I wish you were winning more, but, like, who did you beat? Okay, you beat the Mar- you beat the Royals, the Diamondbacks. You got swept by Oakland. Then you beat the Tigers. Then you got two game sweep by Giants. So, the Angels are exactly who they are. If a team is statistically yes. supposed to be worse than them, they will beat them. If a team is statistically supposed to be better than them, they will lose to them. That's kind of just going to ride that line all the way through. Joe Madden, hate to say it. I mean, they had a lot of chances to win that game. Otani started because he they didn't have a DH for right. Otani. So it ended up biting them. And I don't mind him doing that because Otani is a game-changing hitter. Like with his power, he can change the game with one swing. Problem is they had a short bench. And when you have a short bench, you know, you're going to have to have some pinch hitters when you're not using a DH. And if something goes wrong, like Otani actually went, what did he go, six innings or something like that? If he goes four innings, you're going to use up your whole bench automatically but then something else did happen Kurt Suzuki had to come out of the game now all of a sudden they had an emergency catcher they had pitchers playing in the outfield they had a a pitcher with the game tying or winning run on second base and extra innings having to take a an at bat like I think he needs to rethink about doing that with Otani like he shouldn't be hitting on Daisy pitches unless they have a full bench maybe even an extra guy on like a double header day or something like that because it just it didn't it blew up in his face here, and it's not the only reason they lost the game. But I'm sure he would have liked to have a full bench there towards the end of the game, or at least some guys to draw off of. I like that. Should we add? Should there be like a third catcher rule? Like if your catcher either leaves with injury or you just have to have three catchers on the roster, like add an extra catcher Absolutely spot. Not. No. How many times do games come up and it's like, well, it's just the catcher on the bench because we're saving him? Like, I don't know. I think there's I don't think that there's something there to make the game fun. <laughs> Um, the only other thing that felt semi-impactful, man, St. Louis, like Jim, I know you say it's two games and St. Louis is sad right now and they've been in a little bit of a funk, but when you have two games come up versus the Tigers, you're saying like, well, let's win two or if we split whatever, let's move on. When you lose both of them, like they're searching for the bottom right now. 
It's not two games for the Cardinals. I think I just looked. They're five and fifteen in the last twenty. Ooh, Is that right? That's a bad feeling. That's bad. Yeah, they're five and fifteen in the last twenty. Ten and twenty in their last thirty. Like. This team has fallen off, man, and it's not good. We, I, I declare them easy NL Central mm. champs after they got Arenado, and they have not lived up to that hype whatsoever. I know they've had a few injuries here and there, but I think some. I think we didn't get enough credit to some of these teams going into the season. That's what I'm thinking. Well, and I like the you know we we did our over unders up, and they're. Uh, I, I love that up. That up was a blast. We got to talk about, like, every team. That was fun. Um, I I had some team research stuff. Rosie mentioned it, I think, on your IG show, and he's mentioned it on here. The Cardinals' walk stuff is bizarre. The amount of guys their pitching staff walks. It, they're the worst team, or best team in baseball at, I guess, the worst team. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, Jay Flair, come back, straighten it out. But what? St. What's going on in the Lou, man? I don't know. They're six games out at this point. They would not be in the postseason. Reds jumped them. Who would be, Tim? Yep. So, uh, uh, BBD's postseason simulation. Uh, He's going to stimulate the simulation. I just need a quick three-second answer, BBD, and no one's going to hold you to it. The Cubs and Brewers are going to be playing a one-game play-in for the division uh, leader right now. Who wins the one-game play-in? Brewers. Okay. Huge. All right. So then in the NL wild card, you have the Dodgers versus the Padres. Who's winning that? Ooh. Dodgers. Wow. Huge. Wow. Now you have in the NLDS, you have the Brewers versus the Mets. Mets. Wow. Oh, huge Good job for, for the, the Mets. Mets. The Brewers had to use their best pitcher in the one game play. In one game. Yeah. Mm. Um, Dodgers versus Giants. Great series oh. in the. Uh, in the NLDS, too. Still Dodgers. Rivalry. That's wow. It's a, a rivalry. Okay. And the Mets versus the Dodgers in the NLCS. Who's going to the World Series for the NL? Dodgers, Mets, live in heartbreak. Wow. Tough. Okay. Wow. Um, in the American League, the wild card game, one game playing, is the A's versus the Red Sox right now. Ooh. Who's winning that? Red Sox. Wow. Uh, sorry, Joe Clint. Chris Sale's back by then. Oh, and Chris Whoa. Sale's the wild card starter? I had him in like a, a mid-game relief. Role. I have no idea what he's going to be. Yeah. Okay. But it'd be cool. But it'd be Rose the coolest righty. thing to happen. Okay. So. Um, righty. AL Divisional Series Rays versus White Sox. Old school versus new school. Mm. White Sox. Glassnow says he's going to be back. Mm-hmm. It's just one game. Red Sox versus Astros. Red Sox had to use Chris Sale in Houston. the wild card game. Okay, Houston makes it to the ALCS for a fifth time in a row, and they face the White Sox. Who pulls that one out? White Sox. Wow. 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 Them. White Sox versus the Dodgers Delito. in the World Series. <sighs> White Sox. Wow. Oh, the BBD stimulus. Wow. Okay. What a playoffs it was. Yeah, that is Tony LaRusa oh, taking the crew to the, the World trophy. Series. Right. You think he's going to party Driving afterwards? So I'll, I'll keep a note here on June juice. 25th. The White Sox are the BBD stimulation simulation winner. Every Friday. Every Friday, Every Friday. we'll just find we, who's going to win. <laughs> can we get Tony LaRusa a driver for that night? Is that bad to say? Let's, let's set that up early. Okay. I feel like we can schedule that. We can schedule that. <laughs> All right. That's a, every, anything else you want to talk to on the team front? 
I think we're good. All those two-game sets stink. A little bit. It's like they have the holiday weekend coming up where they want to put all their good matchups. I just knew it was a dead week. Yeah, a little bit. A little well, bit let's move on. Let's Second half of the show, let's get into some individual stuff. Who's hot? Who's not? Who had a good game? What do we believe in? This is brought to you by our merch shop, shop.johnboymedia.com. We just got a uh, shirt. Uh, sweatshirt. A sweatshirt. Nothing but sweat it's in the sweat. hair. It's just sweat. Just sweat. If you live in the D.C. metro area and you like sweat, it could yeah. be a good shirt for you. Yeah. This I Love Baseball shirt I'm wearing right now. Yes. It comes in a lot of different colors. Yes. Trevor Plouffe has a hat on. It says Talking Baseball. Uh, Shop.jamomedia.com. That's an instant friendship if you run into another Talking Baseball fan. Young Jake. Oh, Who's your standout performer? Oh, to the what? Oh. James had a couple, went a little whoop whoop uh, when I was looking at my standout performance. And Jim, you know this about me. Um, I'm proud about some things. Okay. I'm a proud Connecticut boy. Yeah, you are proud. I that. really am. It's I don't know why. Yeah. Anywhere I've been, I'm I'm kind of happy about. That's a cool thing to say. Uh, and a CT boy. Dropped it on the table this weekend. We're this week. A lot of talk about pitchers and sticky stuff and a lot of spin rate checks. A guy I mentioned, a guy I threw under the bus just for connecting some basic dots for the people, said, fuck your dots, little kid. Did he really? Charlie Martin, the salt man. He's throwing sinkers. He don't even need it. Seven innings pitched, one hit. 11 Ks, two walks, and how about two hit-by-pitches? Don't stand on that plate. Daddy's pitching inside. Charlie Morton drops it. These Braves are searching for any air at this point. Oh, my God. The Nats are flying past him. Charlie Morton, a guy that's been linked to a lot of stuff because, hey, he, he was in Houston when they were doing funny business at the latter half of his career, and he found something. Well, he dropped it on the table the other night. His spin numbers uh, were fine. And uh, and guess what? When he's right, like go back to some of the recent playoff games and look what Charlie Morton does. Holy Toledo. CT boy, good for him. Seven shutty. Keep it going, I guess. Or trade him. Oh, Braves. Wait, he's a Connecticut guy? Joe yeah. Barlow High School, Joe baby. Barlow High School. I lived like right. five minutes from Joe Barlow High School. Had one of my most frustrating soccer games against Joel Barlow. Mm. So, rather not talk about it. If you like Connecticut so much, why don't you live there anymore? Uh, he works um, in the city. Work, work in the city. I live as basically as close mm. as you can while trying to build a fucking media empire and not get <laughs> stoned and talk about dinosaurs all day, Trev. Some people in the chat were knocking you for being a proud Connecticut person, and I, I, lived I get a, it. No, I don't. I lived a lot of places in my sure. life. Connecticut, great towns, terrible cities. That's its motto. Yeah. And you're from the towns. Also, what's the city in Connecticut? There's a lot of them. They're small. Hartford. Hart Hartford, uh, New Haven. Bridgeport. Bridgeport. Stanford's trying to make the turn on that. Yeah, Stanford's, Stanford's trying to help spot. out. But that's, I didn't make up that saying. That's, that's like city. a Connecticut. Name. I think Connecticut is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Four perfect seasons. That's my favorite thing about it. Mm. 
Three months of summer, three months of spring, three months of winter, three months of fall. Rinse, repeat. Dang biscuit. You get excited. You love it. You get a little done with it. You're anxious. You're ready for the next one. It comes. And, like, sure, there's douchey like, people, but there's douchey people everywhere. So, like. Yeah, you got that whatever. right. Yeah. Is that targeted? Um, My standout is a guy who didn't allow a single hit yesterday. Trev, three words about Charlie Morton. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. No, I don't great. know. That don't was know perfect. Fits. Jimmy. Jimmy. Um, <laughs> Nick Pavetta. Ooh. Yes. Trev's guy. No hits yesterday. I don't know if you guys know that. Whoops. He got pulled. He didn't finish the seventh inning. Pitch count was up there. But he didn't allow a single hit against the Rays. And through four innings, he had faced the minimum. He walked someone, double play. I think he walked and hit um, Lau. So I think Lau was, he was like, well, this guy might hit me, so I'll just fuck him. Struck out the side in the first, had eight Ks, shuts down the Rays in their ballpark. Uh, he was all excited about when the Red Sox might have scored the go-ahead run because he was um, it was through, he was through six. He was going to come out for the seventh. They might be giving him the lead. Then Kiermaier throws him out to play. His reaction's really funny. Like, he gets up, celebrates, and he sits down, collects himself. It's like, okay, I got to go back out there. And then there was an error behind him in the seventh, so he, they get, he gets pulled. But, yeah. Full pension piv. Mm. Good good job by him. Like Great that. start. Full pension piv. How was his spin? I'm curious. Ooh. I don't mean a dog, I'm just asking. Is that a spin uh, check? I will down I will check. Bit. I did want to say something uh to add on the, the Morton stuff, which I forgot. It this start by Charlie Morton brings his ERA from the fours into the three point six, which I think mentally for him mm. and for opposing batters and opposing fan bases does change. Level the thought process on him. You know, you see a guy coming sure. in town who's got an ERA in the fours, you're like, okay, we should let's hit a little let's hit a little bit. Um so just that the mental game is a little bit more in his favor now with that start. Mm. Did you find Pavetta's spin? I can find it in two seconds. I was a Pavetta Canada guy. Didn't know that. Yeah. How about that? I still he'd still be my stand. Canada. His spin was only down. It wasn't down. It's, it wasn't down. His four seem it's all down, which I find funny. Like the forcing fastball is down twenty eight RPM, which isn't anything. Not down. That's um, good for him. Good yeah. job. His man. knuckle curve was actually up seventy nine. Trevor, you, you should man. send. You should go. We'll go through the numbers a little bit. I won't. Hey, Max, um, Moylan's been all over it. You should go through mm-hmm. the numbers and any anyone whose spin stayed. I think you should you should send the text. Like you should be. The authority on that, like you're a good person. I don't know if I mean for doing like what's like <laughs> right. I'm not going to tell you that. Like, yes, quit making it about the players. I'm fine yeah. with any pitcher that was using it. I don't think right. we've talked about that <laughs> at all. The U Darvish brought had balls from the NBL, NPL, PBL, the, the Japanese league. He had them sent out, and those are tachified. Yeah, yeah. I think Mizuno makes them, and he brought them. He gave some to his pitchers and then sent to the Reds, and they were like, oh, this is great. Yeah, well. How easy of a solution is I that? Think that's, because guess what? MB owns the I balls. think that's what they're going to do. I mean, we can save this for another thing, but they yeah, they said but. that in the past they have brought those balls. I think Korea has tachified balls as well around yes. and tried to like see if this is like an option, and everyone kind of just shrugged. 
Well, it's because this wasn't a story back then and they were like happy using their substances. Now they can't use the substance. Like, oh yeah, I'll take Give that. Give me the ball. ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Did you guys see the picture of that machine, that mud ball machine? That's, I think we tweeted it out too. I mean, it's just, it's, it's comically how far we've come away from like, roll the ball out there, kids. <laughs> This machine that's supposed and the, to- the process we've talked about this before. The process of right. them rubbing on balls is a joke, anyway. It's a, it's an absolute joke. So they need to do something. But let me get to my standout performance. It, You're up. All right, I am giving it to my guy Dan Rourke, Ooh. producer extraordinaire's favorite player. Oh. I've never seen someone ride for a person. Yeah. The way Dan rides for Aaron freaking Judge. It makes me really happy. Did you see his one tweet about Dan, the hump? I didn't. We shouldn't. Let's not no, do that on the okay. air. Genuinely, no. Stop interrupting me, Jimmy. People don't like that, okay? They always comment that. You interrupt me too much. Ooh. Ooh anyways, he goes three for three with, two, with a double, two RBIs, and two walks. Uh, had a great series against the Royals. Was having a down June a little bit after having a good April and May. And then in the last seven days, in six games, 24 at-bats, eight hits, two doubles, a homer. That's good for a 970 OPS. That's the kind of thing that we expect from Judge. Um, right now, he's sitting at 149 OPS+. plus. That's right in line with his 150 career OPS+. plus. He's been He's been playing. When he's on the field, he's one of the best players in the league. We love to see it. So congrats to Aaron Judge for just being yourself, you 6'7", 280-pound mm. animal. I love that, man. Love that guy. So shout out to Dan Rourke, too. Yeah, we were at the game. We were jo- I was joking at the game because Yankee fans were like, Judge hasn't hit a home run in forever. His numbers in his last seven games are awful, which they were. It was 241 batting average and a 588 OPS. But they, they weren't, like, awful, awful. So when he had the one game, which you just earned your standout for, I joked that, like, well, when you add that one game now, I bet his last seven mm-hmm. looks really good. And it does. Really do. So really now good. his last seven is a 924 OPS and a 321 batting average. So, like, his, his bad stretch wasn't that bad because if your bad stretch is really bad, you're, like, 0 for 10 and one game doesn't get you back into, like, well, now all those games – are good, so good job by Judge. Judgey, big weekend, big weekend. Dude. Six, seven, two, eighty. When I, I mean, I know he's big, and then you read that out, and you're like, holy Trev, shit, Trev, it's it's nuts. For a while, the thing with the Yankees was all these big guys. It was Dellen, it was Cece. Now they have a little more like scale. We should make the Yankees scale because it starts with Judge, and he's a monster, and he's thick, and he's tall, and then it goes to Stanton. It was 6'5", but he's, like, cut up, and you're like, okay. And then it goes to Luke Voigt, who's, like, 6'2", but, you know, more linebacker, DN build. And, like, as you go down the scale and you look at Luke Voigt and you see how huge he is, and then you remember that there's a person between him and Judge, you're like, holy crap. Judge is huge. He's massive. Huge. Big guy. And those teeth didn't affect his 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 gameplay, it's which huge. we were worried helped about. Helped him out. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. All right, Trev. See you later. All right, BBD, wow. you got it. Trump wah. Just some punch. 
We had five guys that we were monitoring. We have five guys that may be added. BBD, who may be added to Slump Watch? The guys who might be added. Shohei Otani's in an 0 for 6 with a walk slide. Five of those six are K's. All these two-game sets. Yeah, two-game okay. set season. Okay. Jose Ramirez goes 0 for 8 with only one strikeout, wow. putting the ball in play. Uh, Glaber Torres, he goes 0 for 6 this series with three walks, but we figured out yesterday just how long his bad yeah. stretch is. He's in like a 2 for 35, so it's pretty bad. Uh, Charlie Blackman goes 0 for 5. Mitch Hanniger goes 0 for 8, 2Ks. Mm. Dude, thank you very much. I tried to find thank out if we much. can make the Otani two games, if you could extrapolate it. I went to 6. Okay. Because three or four, it's still pretty small. Can be tight. Can uh, be in swap. his last six games, which include the two that got him on our, this sure. list, he has a one dot OPS. Yeah. Was his and two homer game four home right runs. before that? Uh, well, he's four home runs in his last five games. Yeah. So, like, if I go to the last four games, it's still an 866 yeah, OPS. So be, you can't find it. <laughs> so I'm, It would be rude of us as a baseball podcast to do that. We're, always watch Shohei Otani. How yeah. about that? Yeah, we are actually on Shohei Otani. Watch if they announce he's starting in the Bronx. Yeah, Jake and I are we're going because I'm not going to miss we'll that. We'll be going. Jim, we had a couple guys on the slump watch. Yes. We had the Yandy man, Yandy Diaz. Uh, he goes two for nine, double walk K. After his K. one for 12 series. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I kind of want to see the rest, I guess. Okay. Chris Bryant goes two for five with a homer and three walks. Yeah, I think off. that's a little he's off. He's off. golf Say, clap for me. 500 on base percentage. Good job, KB. Um, Robbie Grossman with a one for five after one for 19. I feel like we're in. We're, he's been we've very poor. Up. And, yeah. He had, a, he had, like, one big week in the mix of, like, two months of kind of bad. Get back in the get back in the trade combo, Robbie Grossman. Arenado, one for eight. The one is a homer. In last series, it was three for 13 with the homer, but it's still not good. Seems like he stays. And then, it feels like it's time for a this is the last time Arenado's on. Yeah, like maybe we'll see what's up. Who are Unless they playing this bad. weekend? Who's their like are they is it Cardinals Cubs? They're rivals, right? Check. That'd be great. Uh Starling Marte, uh a mini shame to flame, three for seven, homer and a walk when the rest of his team didn't hit that whole series in Toronto. So no earned as well. No the Cardinals play the Pirates. One Arenado's la- numbers last twenty two games, bad. So how about this? I say we leave Arenado and we do like a one and done with it, because the Pirates are coming in. Like you better go shame to flame. Yes. Yeah. Glaber's got to be on there. Glaber has been bad, bad. And the Yankees don't have another shortstop that they can replace him with. So he it's, will be playing. He'll, he'll just play. So he's got to get better. Bad, bad. Uh, Hanniger, Blackman. I don't care. Uh, Ramirez, I, I'll see because it's only an 0 for 8. It's only two games. Like, if it's the same thing as Otani, so should we see if it goes beyond there? these yeah, two? I'll check it out. Because I think I'm okay with Ramirez and Hanniger because they both had. Cleveland's still doing good things, and he's their guy now. And Hanniger's having a nice year, and he's kind of okay, their guy. I mean, it's not, he was not that last, long ago tied for a league lead in homers. His situation. last six games, a 551 OPS. Um, so Worth yeah, watching. You can, you Ramirez can do and Ramirez. Yeah, he'll he'll be fine. His last ten games, he can be a little streaky. Six forty-seven. Yeah, and this is to Mariners, get him off. You know, it's yeah, a good thing. Motivate him a little bit. I and don't care about Blackman or Hanniger, whatever. I think we on. should put Hanniger on there. But Mar- Mariners fans in the chat seem to be it's Hanniger. There we go. 
Chuck Nasty, you dodged a bullet. Good three walks. We did it. Trev, you're allowed back. Trevor, if you're there, you are welcome. Yandy Diaz, Nolan Arenado, Glaber Torres, Jose Ramirez, Mitch Hanniger. We will hopefully say good riddance to you next week. Good riddance. Goodbye to you. Trev, come back. Goodbye to Trevor Plouffe. Trev, come back, Trev. We'll show him on the screen in a second. I think producer BBD says he's just playing with dinosaurs off screen right now. Wow. As soon as he came back, I was going to go to the bathroom. Okay. But I don't want to leave you doing a one-man show. All the show. pretty girls in the line for the bathroom. Any Pharrell fans out there? For sure. There's at least uh, 10 to 15. Yeah, people don't remember how big Frontin was at the time. I don't. That's a true yeah. statement. Do we just want to move is on? Is Trev missing, BBD? We need a little more. Is oh, he, Trev's here. He I covered is. you. You can go pee. All right. After you play, play the this thing. clip. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Trevor, if there's one thing you like, it's hot guys. So let's talk about who's in Fuego. Okay. Welcome to the Crone Zone. Ooh, might not have had your audio there. Jay Cronenworth, how's your 5 for 12 with three homers? Holy smokes. The Cronenworth truthers are like always right. He's good. Three games in a row with the homer. Holy yeah. smokes. Sean Murphy, 5 for 11, two homers. You know Sean Trev? Do you guys link up Overlap. in Oakland at all? Never? No. No. I don't mean he might know me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, know what I'm what saying? saying. Uh, Wilson Contreras. Holy smokes. We haven't. I know Jim said we hadn't heard from Adelise in a while. I feel like Wilson Contreras, 4 for 7, a homer. Good for him. Eli White, 8 for 15. Good. For you, fam, couple extra base hits and two hit by pitches. Sorry, Eli. Come on, pitchers. So soft. Be cool. They're so soft. Mm. Michael Brantley, Dr. Smooth. Dude, what has Brantley done since he's come back? I feel like he's had three seven for eleven series. I'm gonna go find a, a bigger He he might have the best swing in all of baseball. At least like the most consistent. He's 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 Joe Maurer, like the way wow. that he commands I the strike that. zone and can repeat his approach. I love that comparison, Trev. He That's doesn't really get fooled. Joe never get got fooled. Like they are oh. very similar. I'm looking at Brantley's numbers since his return on June 8th. That's 15 games. He's 30 for 61. That's mm. 492 oh batting God. average. Mm. Slugging 705 that comes to a 1.249 OPS. Mm. 12 runs scored, 15 ribbies, eight doubles in that period. That's a homer and a triple, too. Only five strikeouts. Some real sicko stuff from Michael Brantley. Jonathan Scope, four for nine, two homers. Machado, he's been doing it on both sides. He gets a couple. Aaron Judge, you heard about him. King Louis V, Luke Voigt is back for the Yankees. He hit a couple balls, just missed a couple homers, too. And then Ryan O'Hearn for Kansas City. He came off the aisle. He's been swinging an all right bat. So that's uh, that's in Fuego. A couple times. Jim, the biggest update is Brantley's an insane person right now. What was the number, He's BBD? Insane. Run it back. <clears throat> since June 8th, 15 games since returning from, from whatever his thing was, 30 for 61, 492 batting average with a 1.249 OPS, uh, 12 runs scored, 15 ribbies, 8 doubles. 
How many days or games Six are you going blocks, back? Only 15. 15 since he returned. Days or games? 15 games from him. Struck out five times in that in that period. Jesus. Do you think any My Do you goodness. think second place hat is close? I'm going to I'm going to do 17 days guessing the Astros had two off days. It feels fair. Um oh. God. There are players with higher OPSs than him. But not batting average. Not batting average. Jim, I gave the comparison. Like six homers. Good but. player comp. I said Michael Brantley is very similar to Joe Maurer in the fact okay. that he does not get fooled. It's very repeatable, his swing. And I was just looking at their numbers. They're not too dissimilar. Joe's got him a little bit on the OP or the CB, the OBP. Brantley at 356 and Joe is at 388. Brantley's just barely beating him in slug. The thing that they both do well is they don't strike out a lot and they walk a lot. Brantley career 435 walks to 600 strikeouts. It's a very good ratio. And Joe Mauer 939 strikeouts to 1030 939 walks to 1034 strikeouts. So he was almost at that 1 to 1 ratio, which is incredible. So both those guys are stupid. Good shit. Love that. Shout out to uh Reese McGuire. In the last 17 days, he's got the second highest batting average. Half the at-bats of Brantley. But good job. Mm. All right. Wowzer, wowzer, wowzer. That leads us straight into awards, which are brought to you by all of our college World Series coverage. Talking farm to fame. Kelsey Winger. Peter Moylan, Maddie Mass, also talking Braves Ashland. She's all been over all it. over it. If you're on Twitter, at uh, Braves Ashland, and she's been covering every game and giving you the scoop. So go real check scoops. out. Yeah, real scoops. Ain't going to bullshit you. Real scoops. Oh, God, no, she is not. So go check out Ashland and Farm to Fame if you want to watch the College World Series and find out what's going on down there. Mm. Jake, yeah. your award? Yeah. Is? I am giving the guy next door award. Mm. The guy next door. Not the girl next door. Not the girl next door. Sneaky good soundtrack on the girl next door movie. We always talk about on here. It's a great bus movie. We used to watch it all the time Mm. in my movie. It is a good bus movie. You can tune in if you want. Tune out if you need to. Uh, Chicks in there, yeah. Okay. Right about that in the article. Elijah Cutbirth. Ooh, got a shape to her. Alicia? Uh, Alicia? I don't know how you say it. She's in a lot of music videos. The guy next door. Puddle um, You know, I, I think there's a couple old tropes in play here. You know, the girl next door is always the, you know, the, the cute gal, that your neighbor, and you like them, and, you know, they're studious, they're nice, they're a good person. The guy next door is always kind of like, I feel like the movie trope would be like, you know, the guy next door, yeah, he's not the hot guy. It's, okay, maybe it's me. Um, no. There's a guy literally next door to someone who needs to get more love. He's gotten a little bit of love this episode, and I want to give him some more love. And he's usually the guy next door to Fernando Tatis Jr. I am giving the guy next door award to Manny Machado. 
I love me some Manny Money. He put on a display in this Dodgers series, and everyone goes to Tatis, and that's fine. We even talked about the Crone Zone a lot this series. How could you not? Manny Machado, very casually, you know, (laughs) having a Hall of Fame career next to Tatis, and we as a society were so excited for the unknown and where Tatis lands. Is he going to be one of the best ever? Is he the best shortstop in the game now? Manny Machado, how's your gold glove all-world third baseman? Platinum glove in the bag. Whoops. And he does it over there. And then in the shifts, we talked about a little bit. Trev, you did the sequence on it. He's doing the martini shift where he's the second baseman. He's making nice plays on ground balls over there. That's not an easy play, especially for a lot of third basemen to make. And then the fly balls to right. We saw him dive on the warning track. He made a great play earlier this year. His versatility and ability just gets overlooked with some of the hubbub with these Padres. Trev, do you want to guess the career war? Top of your head, he's 28 years old. Machado? Machado. Career war, he's 28 years old. He's probably had eight seasons in the show around there, maybe nine. I'm going to guess he's probably pushing 35. Manny Machado has a 42.9 career war. Um, If he does about, if he has half of his career, so he turns 29 uh, in a couple weeks. We're excited for that. But if he has half of his career uh, in the rest of his career, whoa, little Jake math coming out you. He's at a Hall of Fame pace uh, for third baseman all time. And he got the big contract, Harper Machado, and that kind of whole thing sorted out weird. He went to San Diego. We thought we might not see much of him. Now he's in San Diego, and he's kind of the bonus piece. Uh, everyone's everyone's on, on Tatis. Machado's a stud, man. I love watching him play. His swing, Trevor, and I'll have you double-check me on this. When his swing's right, I think it's one of the prettiest right-handed swings in the game. The long follow-through. And everything he does on the field, and he had a hustle beat out single, and, you know, there was this stereotype with Machado that he wasn't a hustle guy because he had a couple moments when he was young. Dude, that guy loves to play baseball. How many other star third basemen can you tell in the shift to go play short right field? I don't know. A lot of those guys wouldn't like it. He doesn't care. He's a gamer. I love him. Manny Machado, the guy next door. Manny Machado. The guy like next it. door. All right. Got to the see a lot of door. Manny um, when he was with the Orioles. And he's a special talent out there. I mean, had to move when JJ was there to third base. Now he's playing third with Tatis there. So he's had some really good guys next to him. I don't know how much that helps him or doesn't help him. I don't know. But he's an elite player. That's for damn sure. And he is on a Hall of Fame trajectory, 100%. Can't say that about a lot of guys. Mm-mm. Good award. Thank you. Good award. Uh, I am giving the tight squeeze award. You guys got any guesses? Could you possibly figure it out? Trev? Guessless. Mm -mm. What about now? Do you remember now? Mm -mm. Well, it's a lyric from Trev's favorite band Mm. uh, because he's a stoner Mm. and they're stoner band. 
And tight squeeze, cool breeze. This is something that will never let us down. We're about to embark on a lifelong journey. And that goes to Rays fans and Wander Franco. And Wander's debut was incredible. Yeah. But I was even more impressed when I made the breakdown for game three with how involved he was in the dugout, screaming and yelling, uh, with like pouring the Gatorade on, like like Laos started it, but then he was holding him to get the Gatorade shower for Margot. He's a young kid, twenty years old. Yeah. He's according to the shots I saw, he's not like a quiet rookie uh, sitting by. He's like taking charge. They're running pick plays behind the runner. Yeah, it's a home run is his first hit, and that's obvious. A double later on. Uh, so, Wander Franco. Mm. starting his journey with the Rays. And, Trev, you're probably right. Like, it will taper down maybe, and he's just, like, you know, a very fun debut because that's how it goes a lot of times. But Or maybe he stays hot forever. Who knows? He hasn't gotten a hit in his next two games. But, but even beyond those first game uh, performance, I was impressed with just how, like, uh, uh, what is the word I used before? Like, weaved into the fabric of the Rays he feels already. In the dugout and uh, all the celebration stuff, he was there. It's cool. Hey, if you're looking for energy, the guy's got energy. Bringing that youthful exuberance to the field. Did have the big opening day or op- or opening game for himself, and then hasn't hasn't hit in the other couple games. But his presence has been felt. He's done well defensively, and he's just like one of those guys. He's all over the field. You know, not even the celebrations and stuff, just playing defense and the way he's running the bases. I mean, that is going to lift up any team that he's on. So it's given the Rays the spark they needed. Um, he's anybody that watches him plays, like, all right, that guy's going to be okay. Like, struggle or not this year, like, you just watch his actions and you watch the way he approaches the game and the way he takes his at bats. The results may not be there in the, in the first three games, obviously. Um, but he's going to be a damn good player, like a damn good player. Yeah, I mean, how's your (laughs) – played a game at third, played two at shortstop, batted second, batted third, uh, 20 years old. It's sick stuff. We, uh, as Yankee fans, we don't see a lot of this. Like, even if a a top guy gets called up, like Glaber Torres, his first year when he was, you know, lights out, he was nine-hole Glaber Torres. Yeah. Like, uh, for this guy to come up and now, like, you're the dude, like – Randy, the best ever, is obviously the best ever, but Wander's the dude, and I, I'm excited for him. How could you not love that debut? Like, even if you're a Red Sox fan, like, hey, you get to watch it, and you won the game, so enjoy it. Um, man, he, uh, if he's for real, that changes a big dynamic in the ALE. Like, if Tampa Bay just snagged another a star infielder, so I'm really interested to see how his next few weeks go, and I know we always watch for the kind of the the second time through, second time even, facing even he, teams. Yeah, yeah, if he has a hot couple weeks, um, you know what's the follow up? What are the adjustments? It's constant adjustments, but man, it's exciting, man. Dude, dude feels like he might have a little a little star power juice to him. Can't they what's throw him in the two is, hole right away? Well, two and three, yeah. <laughs> What's crazy is, you know, these guys are international signees, so any team is free to sign them. You know, they have to go out and shell out the money. And I think the Rays picked him up for, like, I don't know, close to $3 million bucks, which is a, it's a big signing bonus. But wouldn't another team, why didn't you just go give him 
three and a half million or four million bucks. Like I don't know, man. It, that whole that whole signee international thing is strange to me. Because doesn't I, if I was I know there's a cap of like on a limit of the amount of money they have to spend, but you can like get more through trades. I would just be trying to acquire so much international signee capital. I'm just go give everybody money down there. Everybody. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's some teams straight up don't care about it. It's crazy to me. The Yankees care about it, and they don't care about the draft. Some teams care about the draft, don't care about international. So it's some teams half care about both, I guess. Yeah. I I think we might have a good nickname alert, and it's similar to one of my many. Um, he's he has it listed on his Instagram, so I guess it's a nickname he believes in. But El Patron, which is the boss. Um, so yeah, that's pretty powerful. And I'll get us a double ad deal here. Uh, one of my many nicknames is Poppy Patron. Um, uh, Vegas trip went in on some Patron. So there's, you know, a select group of people that know me as Poppy Patron. So me and him, you know, we can have El Patron and Poppy Patron get a little Patron ad deal going. I don't know. You don't know. How many games do you think it took the Yankees to put Judge into the three-hole in 2017? In 2017, he starts going nutty. I'd say, what, like a month? He was good, right? Yeah, he was, I mean, at the end of the first half, he had a yeah. he had 30 home runs with a three thirty three batting average. 50 games. Not bad. Took Wander one. 50 games, wow. Wow. Trev, do you have an award? I do. Uh, it will not be a Tolkien baseball award. Those are on hiatus a little bit because <laughs> I don't. I want to be perceived as a serious. Yeah. What are we, journalists? No, uh, no. My Twitter says Whatever. not a journalist. Yeah. That's true. Okay. So I'm going to be talking about real sports right now, right? Especially America sports. I'm talking about football. And I'm going to give the Relax Award. The R-E-L-A-X. Do you guys remember when A-Rod said that? Not not A-Rod, A-Rod. I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers. Sat down, had the press conference, and said, guys, we're one and two. Everything is going to be fine. Relax. People were saying, you're you're done, Aaron. You have a collarbone issue. You're dating Olivia Munn. You can't focus on the football field anymore. And shh, I wouldn't blame him if that was the truth. But he said, guys, relax. They went out to win 11 of their next 13 games, and everyone was like, well, I guess Aaron was right. Kyle Schwarber said a similar thing to the press not too long ago. He said, stay with us. Stay with us. Remember, guys, this is a good team. They're 9-1 and one in their last 10 games, back to 500s. There's a lot of comparison to 2019. Schwarber has been incredible. Month over month, April, March, 619 OPS. May, 857 OPS. Now in June, a 1.102 He's been carrying the team, but there's other things happening as well. Patrick Corbin, in his last two starts, they need him to get going. They need him to get going. His last two starts, 14.1 innings pitch with only three earned runs. That's a 1.88 ERA. They need him back. Strasburg is thrown at 150 feet. 
Daniel Hudson is about to come back. The guy from 2019 that basically won them everything is about to come back. The Nationals have been doing have been doing it. You remember Gerardo Parra. We said this could go one of two ways, man. This could go really bad for them or could go really good. He's played in four games so far. Guess what they've gone in those four games, Jake? What have four they and oh. Four and oh. What's he done? It's been there. His stats? Yeah. I had him up, but I erased him. It's not great, but it's he has a good OP, he has a good OPS because he hit he had a good extra base hit. I think he's hitting 250 with something. Whatever. Four at bats. 400 on base, 900 OPS. There you go. He's only, yeah. But his presence, Jim, is what we're talking about. And another similarity to 2019, the Nationals, the fourth oldest team as far as batters. The first, the oldest team as far as pitchers go. A lot of things going on. The NL East is up for grabs. No one's running away with it. We know that. Can the Nationals sneak in? get healthy, have the three-headed monster rolling again, and then find the guys to have the offense. That's exactly what they did. They rolled with like five freaking pitchers the entire playoffs. That's all they needed. Can they do it again this year? We will see. But right now, Schwarber is the guy. He's been going freaking nuts, and he told the guys. He said, stay with us. This is a good team, and I think they are a good team. All they need now is Brian Dozier back. Here's a soundbite of it. Remember, this is a good team. You guys stay with us now, all right? Stay with us. It's a good team. All right? Remember- Something about the way he says that makes me believe him 100%. Yeah. Like, Jake, you've been wanting the Nats just to fall out of it so they could trade some people, or you haven't been believing in them? I, my last award that you were mad I gave a team award said I was back on the bus. Well, that, that, uh, like. Why? That's just like I believe in the Nats now, just because of the way he said that that line. Because that's a Midwest guy. That's a guy with morals. That's you know, I say something like that, and you're like, okay, let's see. That's this dumb Connecticut Guido saying. But Kyle Schwarber says that, dude. I mean, and you really look at the players they have, and like, there's some fucking talent on that roster. Juan Soto, obviously, everybody knows what he can do. He's actually been having a down year by his standards because his standards are so fucking high. But he's doing it. And then everyone forgets about Trey Turner, man, just how good he is. Ryan Zimmerman is still there, still producing. Like, I hope, I hope this turns into a real story. We're like, holy shit, the Nationals are doing it again. They were bad. Everyone wrote them off. And now here they are catching fire at the right time because you guys know that's what it takes in the playoffs. It's all about the team that gets hot and who has the best, like, six or seven pitchers. And they could they could be a team that does that. Joe Girardi galvanized oh, him. Job. Maybe mm, moment. Uh oh, we glossed Another over story. Schwarber's numbers because technically for the series for this episode his numbers aren't good. But he has eight homers in his last five games. That's good. Uh, he's like the hottest hitter in the world. Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah I, I touched on him a little bit. Like I said, he's got a one dot one oh two in June. He got a standout uh, performance last app. Twelve homers in June. Who's the best friend of the week? Could I, uh, I've, I've got a little something on that. On the best friend of the week? No, oh. on Schwarbo. Um, a little foolish Bailey. Uh, he had a theory developing, and I think there's two guys that have a little overlap, different hitters but similar hitters. Kyle Schwarber has been going nuts, and there's a little theory that it's all happened kind of in sticky stuff time. 
and he struggles with the high fastball, I believe, which is kind of mm-hmm. going out of favor with the sicky stuff. There's another guy that's hot with the New York Yankees, Gary Sanchez, who struggled with the high mm-hmm. fastball, and now he's hot as well. And their career numbers are oddly similar. Schwarber, 232, 335 on base, 822 OPS. Gary Sanchez, 237, 323, and 825 OPS. There's some some weird similarities for very different guys there. Nice. Did we uh we lose the chat? Yeah, internet's down. Um, but we'll ride it out, post it for the the audio people, and then repost it for the YouTube. Um Best friend of the week, PBD? Best friend of the week, first-time recipient, Jameson Tyone. Ooh. Holy smokes. Like him. Gets into the seventh inning. Was that yesterday? Yeah. Week. 6.1 innings, one earned, six Ks, five hits, just two walks. J-Mo. I How love about it. it. Needed it. Needed it bad. Yeah, baby. All right, let's go to elevator talk. I'll spin the wheel. Two minutes on the clock. If you're in an elevator with a fan that is wearing this hat, here's some fodder. It's the St. Louis Cardinals, and we kind of talked about them. They're in a bit of a slide. They're six games out. They lose two games to the Tigers. Um, They are getting, what do we say, that... um, Bader's on a real assignment. Yep, he's coming back. Uh... What else has been the problem for him? Say, can we stop walking, guys? Our closer, Alex Reyes, 33.2 innings, 31 walks. He almost has a walk per inning. Um, He's not giving up a lot of hits either, but the walks are a problem. They're last in baseball. Throw it over the dish, pitchers. Let Arenado go to work. It's funny because you look at their stats, you're like, oh, like they're Bullpen looks like it's done really well. I mean, they have three guys with a two or below. Reyes has a 107. I know he walks some people, but it doesn't matter. He's doing his job. Uh, the starters have been okay. Like Wainwright, 374. Um, Gant, 376. Flaherty was doing his thing. Hopefully, he'll be back soon. He says he's throwing, he's throwing more and more each day. So okay. he'll be back, obviously. Carlos Martinez is going through a real rough stretch. Yeah. I mean, Kim has yeah, been pretty good. Him. He's not going deep in the games. Wayno's doing his thing. Uh, Carlos Martinez has been... I don't know if they've been losing. Yeah, he's an instant loss. They've lost every single start of his this month. And his ERA in the month is... This is going to be gross. 13.73. Mm. So I think that's what you're saying in the elevator. Like, what is... How do we fix Carlos Martinez? Because he is... Like yeah. an instant loss for them, and putting them—he's got one good start this month, but they lost that game anyway. He's nasty. I know he's got. You could also tools. say Tyler O'Neill should be in the home run Ooh. derby. That little guy can swing it thick. When you're walking out the elevator, you say, "Hey, you see the all-name team kid they brought up the other day, Lars Newtbar." <laughs> I was oh, doing my. That's my. Yeah. yeah, that's your guy. I know. He's uh, my buddy Ollie. Is yeah. his agent. Oh. I was doing my new thing where I, I click each thing one pitch at a time, mm. searching for action. I saw RBI double by Newt Bar, and I was like, Newt Bar? Large Newt Bar. Large Newt Bar. Trev, I did know that. It was one time you, me, and Ollie FaceTimed, so I added him on Instagram. 
Ollie is my best friend.